Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. everyone and welcome back to the Phineas Club. This is a show where we get people from different parts of the world to tell us how they've been going, really, how things are doing in their corner of the world and, more importantly, uh, what they think of the happenings in the entirety of the world or their part of the world. And we get different perspectives, different opinions from people from different places and cultures and stuff like that. And sometimes we do a show that is a little bit more focused, which is what is going to be happening today. My name is Patrick Beja, and I am very glad to be welcoming back to the show my two Republican friends, like the only two people. It's like, you know, people who are like, oh, but I have a black friend. I have Republican friends. I know people who don't <laughs> think like me. How's it going, Alex? How are you doing? Hey, it's going great. I'm happy to be here. Thanks so much. So glad to have you. It's been too long. Uh, and it's been even longer that we've had Tony on the show. How's it going, Tony? Uh, it's going very well, Patrick. Thank you for having me as well. I'm uh, very glad to have both of you on. And uh, I'm very curious to see where this show is going to go. I thought, you know, we always try to get, uh, as I stated, people from different who have different opinions and uh, check in and see how things are going and how they see things that we might see uh, a little bit in a monolithic way and just insert just food for thought, uh, how things are uh, being seen from the, I don't want, I don't even want to say other side, because I don't want to, you know, uh, uh, dive into that binary view of the world. But sadly, it is uh, at least partially a reality, a projected reality. And, um, I, you know, I want to know how things are going for you guys now that the uh, world has ended and uh, Democrats are in control of the government in the U.S. So uh, I'm looking forward to that conversation. And I say this, you know, I think uh, four years ago it was the reverse. The world had ended for, for the Democrats. And... Uh, I don't want to say we're still here. I don't consider myself a Democrat. The, the American party system is a whole weird thing that doesn't really apply to the rest of the world. But um, I'm certainly more being outside of the US and in Europe, I would guess, on the left side of the political spectrum. Um, but uh, you guys consider yourselves uh, Republicans. And curious to see how things are going for you. So without further ado... Um, can I ask the question, how's it going in general? And then maybe how's it going as a Republican? Let's start with Tony, uh, maybe. First first of all, how's it going for you? 
It's it's going really well for me. <laughs> uh, you said in general, so are you looking for a, hey, what's going on in your life, Tony, kind of thing? Or do you want me to go right into the political stuff? Let's start <laughs> with the your life. How's it going in your life? Uh, you know, just it's been a long time in a, in a couple of minutes. What have, what have you been up to? Well, I'm, I'm working from home. And that is going to be a permanent thing for me. Uh, my my organization has discovered that certain people can work from home. So I am at home uh, for the summer with my wife, who works um, about an hour a day, uh, a part-time job, and then my three kids. So it has its its definite <laughs> benefits and it has its challenges. As you know, as someone who primarily, you know, you work from home as well. Uh, a different kind of circumstance between the two of us, but still, uh, we're we're staying busy. You know, uh, things opened up for us in the last couple of months. Um, my my children are active in my boys are active in jujitsu. Uh, my my middle boy is uh, starting baseball. He had his first baseball practice last night for fall baseball. So nice. we're we're ramping up activities and we're getting ready to go to the beach next week. So we're all excited around here. How uh, are your kids also at home or do they go to school and have those reopened? The, the schools were reopened. Uh, they ended the year last year with a four day week. Um, they had Wednesday off. Uh, and it was primarily as a a day for the remote kids because some of the kids chose to go remote full time last year, and um, so that was and and we didn't have a an outsourced method for teaching those kids. Uh, a lot of school systems have a uh, an outsourced method, but our teachers in our school had to teach those remote kids. So that was what Wednesdays were for to give those teachers a chance to interact with the remote kids. Um, But this year, when we go back to school, we're going to go back full time five days a week. And I All don't right. even think they're offering a a remote option. You know, there are remote options for kids that aren't necessarily a part of the school system, the local school system. So if I I you don't mean public think school that system even, or yeah, my kids are in the public school system. Okay. And and when I say the the local school system, I, I have no idea. How school systems are in in other places, much less other countries. Um, but we have a you know we have a state school board that kind of has some mandates from the top. But then we have local school boards. Um, my wife is on the, our local school board, and they are the decision makers for our school. Basically, we have two two schools in our school system. We have our uh, elementary school and our high school. Um, and that's not completely the norm. I, I'm going a little off track maybe, but uh, a lot of school systems might have three or four schools in their school system, but we're a smaller school system. Uh, and our system uh, locally has decided that we're going to go back five days a week. Okay. Um, so talking about this, I guess we have to mention how vaccination is going. Uh, I don't know about your local states. Obviously, it's, it's, it, there might be uh, wide differences between different states. Overall, though, the U.S. Uh, started off a lot stronger, a lot faster in vaccination than uh, European countries. Now it seems to be roughly equivalent. Uh, there are some minor differences with uh, how many people, what percentage of the population got uh, one dose and uh, how many got two doses. Um, the U.S. seems to be closer 
between one and two. We're currently, according to the statistics on uh, the Google tracking page, at 56% for one dose and 48% for two doses uh, in the two countries that I'm interested in, France and Finland. It's roughly equivalent. I think we're between 50 and 60% for one dose and uh, about between 35 and 45% for two doses. So depends on the policies uh, with each country, but it's going steadily declining a little bit, as I'm guessing, um, you know, a large portion of the population that can be vaccinated at this point has been vaccinated and maybe encountering some people who don't want to get vaccinated. Um, just to give a little bit of context for uh, for Finland, it's very like a, most people are getting vaccinated in France. Um, the the French president Emmanuel Macron has made an address to the population a couple of days ago, and essentially he's tightening the screws uh, with the Delta var variant gaining ground. He's saying if you don't want to, you don't have to, but we're going to require a thing called the um, pass sanitaire, which is health pass essentially. And if you want to go anywhere, you need to show that health pass where you need to either have a certification that you've been vaccinated or a recent uh, PCR test, uh, you know, a, a test. And those have been free until now. And now they've uh, they're not free anymore unless you have a prescription from your doctor. So essentially, it's very much pushing people to get vaccinated. And when that happened, the um booking platform for vaccination was essentially uh, it exploded it got like 1.5 million uh, bookings in a day which the whole population is like 70 million people in France and a large part of it is already vaccinated so a lot of people were like oh, I don't care I don't want to and now they're like oh I need one to go to the bar all right I'll get my jab um, so that's roughly the situation. Uh, what about you, Alex? How's it going? What's uh, how have things been uh, changing? I guess you have a a pretty big piece of news. I don't want to if you want to talk about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, I had my first son uh, in early May Yay! of this year. Congratulations! Yeah. Woo! So if I, I mean, I hope it's congratulations. You, you know, uh, you might be I, no, miserable. He was, he's perfect. Okay, he's excellent. perfect. He he was born uh, and and just the most perfect little boy. He's a big fat little boy now, um, but yeah. So that that's been the biggest part of news in my book. Um, but additionally, you know, uh, my gym is growing um, pretty consistently. Uh, we saw it was amazing to see the vaccine rollout happen in early March. I hadn't acquired a new client since October up until March, which is wow. ridiculous. Um, yeah, no, I mean, that's, that's, that's looking like, oh my goodness, I'm going to go out of business kind of mm -hmm. ridiculous. Um, and then, uh, as the late March hit, uh, into early April, I got, I grew about 30% in a month and it's, um, it's con continued really consistently since then. So, so do you require really, people really to, to show that they have been vaccinated or to have had a, t a recent tests or anything like that? Or is it just, you know, just come in, you don't even have to wear a mask. What's the, the status You know, there? I am truly blessed. I, I don't, I, I do not require masks, but I am truly blessed in that I haven't had, I haven't been in a position to, to make people get vaccinated. 
Mm. Um, every single one of my clients is vaccinated and I didn't have to talk to them about it. All right. So, or, and so really, you know, it's funny to see that, you know, I'm in, I'm in very Republican territory and uh, obviously most of my friends are in that sort of in that thought, thought mindset, but, um, it, it is not in the anti-vaxxer territory. You know, those are, in fact, two very, very different views that, that you know, maybe overlap in some, in some areas. Okay. I, yeah, I've heard uh, just recently I saw a tweet about one state, I can't remember which, uh, essentially not quite banning vaccines, but uh, doing a lot to uh, disincentivize people from getting vaccinated, which was a little bit of a shock. But uh, how, how's it? Uh, what's horrific. this? It, it's it's pretty bad, honestly. It's and it's not just for uh, the the COVID vaccine. It's also like measles, polio, and it, it's. I, I didn't like. I, I had to do a triple take. It seemed unreal. Um, what's the status of vaccines in your neck of the? Maybe we can remind people where you're from, um, Alex. Can sure, you... I'm I'm from uh, North Atlanta, so I'm in Georgia. Georgia is a southeastern state. It's a generally Republican state, but um, we actually elected uh, two Democratic senators this last election cycle. So it's a yeah, that was a big shock. But red yeah. state, mm -hmm. uh, not uh, not if you were on the ground, but um, right. Okay, you know when when Donald Trump goes and tells people not to vote at the poll, it's a little <laughs> easy to decide what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. Um, what about you, Tony? What's the status of, you know, the, the pro or anti-vaccine uh, status in your neck of the wood? And, and, and can you remind also people where you're from? I am from Southeast Ohio, uh, uh, which is a very rural area. Um, vaccines, it, it's, it, there are different circles uh and and i would say there's different circles of even conservative folks um some of the people that are in my circles are, are you know they they've got vaccinated they're they're cool with it they're fine with it and and that's great um there are other people in other circles that i'm in that are not vaccinated they have no intent of getting vaccinated um and you know that was probably going to be I was going to at least touch on that as my topic for the day, because I think it's, you know, it, it sounds horrific to people that there are people that don't want to get vaccinated. And, and I, I agree that, you know, that maybe the vaccination is the best for, for everybody. However, I think it's important to get out there that these are not, necessarily stupid people they're not evil people they're not hateful people they're just people and they for whatever reason have made a decision that they don't think the vaccine is right for them at least yet i know a lot of people just aren't ready for it yet is is the big thing mm. so what's the without going on too much of a tangent what's the thought process behind it is it like oh we don't need it because we're in a rural area and we don't know you know, uh, I think it's misguided, the idea that there are going to be long-term side effects, but there's some logic behind it, even though, if, uh, in my opinion, it's flawed. Or well, is it like, it, oh, vaccines are bad? Yeah, if go I ahead. could interject there really quickly, uh, the, the mRNA is seeing, um, or the mRNA vaccine is seeing an uptick in 
uh, pediatric cardiovascular conditions. Um, there is there is not enough data to make a ruling or anything like that about it. So I don't I don't even know if it's been like in the news media or anything like that. But um, I have a couple of pediatricians that I work alongside for tough cases, and um, it uh, it is enough that they that their circles some of them are not are recommending to wait on the mRNA vaccine. For, for children, uh, teenagers mean. specifically, yeah. okay. teenagers. So yeah, fourteen think, to sixteen, kind of thing. Yeah, I, I'm not going to go into the whole vaccine thing. I think that could be an entire show. Um, and totally. you know the 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 benefits for the cost benefit analysis and the general population and the risk and how risky it is to get vaccinated versus not vaccinated, etc. And and children are a, a different uh, topic altogether. Um, but yeah, Tony, what's the the thinking behind not wanting to get vaccinated, or maybe there are different <laughs> levels of, uh, there of are, there are different levels. Uh, there are people who, um, well, like myself, like Alex just said, I'm not vaccinating my children and, and my oldest is 12. He is, he is eligible. Uh, mm. it is, are, are you been... just, are you vaccinated you and your wife or did you elect not to do it? I have not. Okay. Um, I was going to, uh, and, um, my wife kind of had cold feet at the last second. And I said, that's okay. That's fine. Um, I, I because probably she thinks will. maybe the, the, you know, we don't know what the long-term effects are we, or th that's absolutely it. Okay. Yes. It, and, and I can't fault that. I had the same, I had the same, uh, mindset and, you know, I, Another topic that kind of blows, uh, goes into this, uh, that I had thought about talking about was, um, which we've touched on before was mistrust of the media, which I have a new slant on that, which is I mistrust everybody. Um, but, <laughs> uh, because some of these people that are not wanting to get vaccinated are, are seeing things that are untrue. Um, just one one point of that is something is being shared currently where if you get vaccinated, magnets stick to you, right? <laughs> I don't know if you've seen that. Yes, I have. Uh, I have. I and, have and, too. And I don't believe it. You know, my, my wife's sister uh, has been vaccinated and she sent us a video. Not that we believed it. Neither of us believed right, it. Right. Uh, but she sent us a video like, look, nope, I'm not magnetic. <laughs> uh, and, but and that's you know but these people see this and they believe it and and, and again they're not stupid they just believe that it's confirmation bias they they believe what they see that yeah. agrees with what they already thought and i i don't trust the 90 percent of what i see from conservative outlet no we'll say 75 percent I don't trust 50% of what I see from the mainstream media and I don't trust 90% of what I see from my friends. Right. Um, so, uh, you know, so with the vaccine, Oh, go ahead, please. No, it, it just, you know, it's such a tragic thing that's happening with the, um, the overabundance of information. Um, I just recently read an article about how, uh, China is co-opting some, uh, foreign vloggers to uh, push their propaganda, saying, you know, right. things that are happening in uh, with the Uyghur minority isn't true and that it's distorted foreign media with specific interests. And I'm sure it's not 
targeted at the Western population, but it's targeted at the Chinese population, which I'm guessing, I don't know that for sure, but it seems to be following a trend. They see one thing, they see another thing, and both might be, you know, valid uh, views. And so they just think, well, I don't know what's true. So they throw their hands up in the air and they think, whatever, I'm not going to care. I'm not going to worry. And I think that's a really problematic thread, uh, trend that we've seen, of course, you know, in, in China, in Russia, but also in other countries in the US, I think that was a, a, we've had prime examples of that. The saturation of conflicting information benefits the people who don't want the accurate information to gain traction. Um, and it seems like this is very a very difficult thing to get out of because how do you it's very easy for people who are in a certain mindset to see to to think well of course you should trust that and one of those is going to be accurate but you don't know where to which one to actually trust i i think what you're saying is reflects a, a trend for many people um and it's a completely understandable reaction i think it's it's tragic because it means we can't trust anything including the 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 right stuff but uh i understand it's happening so yeah sorry keep going no i i agree 100 and i do think it's tragic and i don't know what to do about it because well you it's know easy. Looking... just listen to me vaccines are yeah. good cost analysis <laughs> cost benefit analysis so i think people should get vaccinated and and in, in most cases because it's less risky than actually not being vaccinated. So just trust me. I, that's my message to everyone. Just trust me. You'll be fine. Hopefully. <laughs> well, that you know, you have the kind of voice that I can trust. I I know that. Patrick. Exactly. Um, <laughs> and really, that's how we know that the, the, the message is true. Exactly. What Patrick says. You know, is. another part of it, I think, is at least in the circles that I'm in, which is all I can really speak to. I don't know, and I know a lot of people don't actually know anyone who's died of COVID. Mm. You know, and, and maybe that that's probably the rule. a big difference between yeah, you and I because I know several. I know several people directly who have lo- at least lost family members, mm. and then I know like former clients and things. I mean, I have I could probably list ten or fifteen. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's something and you were mentioning before when we were talking at various intervals uh, during the pandemic. You were saying, you know, our situation is very different than the one you might see in, in cities. It's as you mentioned, it's a very rural area. Social distancing is essentially happening naturally. Uh, so you didn't live it in the same way that many others did. Right. Uh, uh, I mean, the just the way that the way that from what I mean, I'm not a virologist and I don't know too much about the math of it. But from what I understand, the way that this thing spreads, it's exponential based on the initial on the initial spreader event that happens. Right. So if 10 additional vectors are added to any one publix that there was an infection in, then that's going to lead to more and more spreads, more and more deaths. Well, it's population density, essentially. And right. Yeah. Sorry, we keep interrupting you, interrupting you, Tony. Go ahead. No, that that was pretty much it. You know, mm. I, we we've got a lot of people that do, and, and to be quite frank, uh, the people that are in my circles that are not getting vaccinated are the more religious people. That mm. I I think that there's uh, both some correlation and some causation there. Uh, you know, but 
that that's just the way we are right now in my area. You know, it's so strange because it feels like I'm not religious at all. So I, I just speak as an outsider. Um, it would seem like at least one interpretation is God sending a cure to a horrible disease and telling you, there you go, here's your tool. And I, it, it reminds me of that um, I don't know if it's, I'm guessing it's not in the Bible, but it's like a guy is in a flooded city and he's on their, his, his roof and uh, the, the, uh, um, the, the, you know, evacuation crew comes and he, they're like, okay, you can come with us. And he's like, no, 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 God will, will save me. I'm good. Just go ahead. And then there's a helicopter that comes. The water is rising. And he's like, no, 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 I'm good. God will save me. And, you know, it happens two, three times. And then, of course, the flood continues and he dies and he goes to heaven or at least, you know, the, the St. Peter's uh, desk. And he's like, what the hell? I trusted in God. I believed and, and he let me die. And St. Peter is like, what, what are you talking about? God sent you a boat, a helicopter. And you didn't. What did? Why? So it feels like a little bit of the same way here, to, at least to me. It's like he sends if, if that's your belief system. He's sending us help and tools to to fight those diseases. So I don't understand, but, you know, I, I don't know. Um, just uh, about vaccines in general, uh, is that sentiment replicated for all vaccines? Because there are some really gnarly stuff, like, you know, polio and, and measles so and all of that. that. I'm really interested in that, too, I, because, because I'm, I have this, this take that I keep saying. And again, this is the vaccine skepticism is not strong in my circles. But from what I've said, I think that if, you know, it's all cute when it's COVID and it's yeah. just grandma who's at risk. But I don't think it's cute when it's polio. I think if polio starts to come back, all this va vaccine skepticism goes away real quick. We're real quick mm. when your kid starts dying from ascending paralysis. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's why I'm asking Tony what's in those circles or, you know, how, how's it, how strong is it, I guess? It, the the standard vaccines, as as I guess I'll call them, you know, polio uh, and that group, are are taken. They okay. they've that's never been it. Now there are what oh, we've known the, the for years as anti vaxxers yes, um, and those, but that doesn't necessarily correspond to the same people that are anti COVID. And and I think th there's a couple of reasons for that the the covid vaccine is new and that's that's been my my concern all along just, and i've said just that just to clarify just so that patrick doesn't get emails the covid vaccine is not new at least the process by which we create the vaccine right um, I mean, that was okay. for some reason being marketed but there, it's there not are the case. there are a couple the the uh mrna is it how it's called in english is the, the first the, sorry time. The, 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 the Johnson Johnson is obviously tried and true. That is right. the normal way we've been making vaccines. Right. The mRNA yeah, vaccine, the mRNA technology has been Easy. around and in development for 10 years. Yes, but it's the first functional vaccine using mRNA technology. Um, Widely available, yeah. 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 Which is new to me. Yes, right? yes, yes. And no, that, no, it is. Also it is. mRNA is definitely my, absolutely new. Yeah, and this comes back to my what's true scenario because I, could, you know, I, I hate Twitter. I'm on Twitter. I, I, it's a love-hate thing, I guess. And I'll see two people 
and I and I definitely don't trust just what some random person on Twitter says, but I'll see two people say two completely conflicting things, right? About about the vaccine. Um, but the question is what creates the hesitance. You know, is it is it new? Is it not? You know, I just said something, you two just said two completely different things, which I believe both of you, I know you're saying <laughs> two separate things at the same yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that's what causes the hesitance in the people that don't want to do it. You know, is it new? Well, I don't want to be a test dummy for your vaccine. Um, you know, yes, we've been doing it for not well, maybe close to a year or getting there. And and so far it's been OK. But especially with my children, what happens in 10 years? And, and you know, I'm going to have to make that decision or they, you know, because eventually they'll get to the point where they can make that decision for themselves um, where we we have to see like and my concern the whole time, not for me, huh, I'm done, has been like <laughs> reproductive issues just because that's a concern, you know, with ki- with my kids. I don't want to put them in a situation where that becomes a thing for them. Um, but I I also know that I will probably get it. Uh, and it'll be fine. Right. But those are the concerns that people have. If I have those concerns, because you guys have talked to me enough and and I think I've kind of portrayed this enough that I am not extreme when you compare to other people in my circles, right? You might consider me or some people, because I've been called extreme might consider me extreme, but that's actually not the case. So if I have these doubts, then those people that are are even more doubting than I am multiply it by a hundred, right? Mm-hmm. So, so that's kind of the message that I would give is if I have some doubts, and people may say you're stupid; those are those are illegitimate doubts. Well, that's fine, but they're my doubts, and I, I you know, I have them. Um, some other people, I guarantee, are way more concerned about it than I am, and they're afraid of way more things than I am with yeah. the vaccines. So, All right. Um, okay. I, I didn't want to spend the, the whole show on the, on the vaccine, but that's a really interesting picture to have in our minds um, and, and to explore that, that side of it. But the thing I really wanted to talk about is, uh, first of all, there are two additional discussions I want to have. First one is the whole election mess and uh, the six, January 6th, uh, how can i call it uh invasion kerfuffle issue domestic terrorism attempt um i'm sure different people will have different names for it so the entire thing around that which includes uh the riot sure yeah that's probably the best uh, term to use um and and that includes i think uh, the continued denial of uh president trump that he lost the election i think that's a hugely problematic uh uh thing whether or not you think it's true <laughs> you know if you think it's true it's very problematic if you uh, don't think it's true then it's actually even more problematic in my opinion um but so I want to talk about this part and then, you know, how things are going uh, under the Biden administration now that we've had about six months with it. So those are, are two different topics. And uh, I guess I'll start with Tony. Um, what was the and I didn't want to do this 
about January too early. I think I, I wanted to have a little bit of time uh, and and my, let minds uh, cool off a little bit at least and, and look at this with a little bit of a, a, a you know taking a, a couple of steps back. So Tony, what did you and you know your circles think about what happened then? Not specifically January sixth, but also part of it and uh, the claims of the the false claims of Donald Trump. If you'll excuse me, the affirmation, the 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 statement put like that that um, that he he actually won the election. Um, Tony, you have the floor. Well, from a personal Tony standpoint. Um... I, I thought it was, you know, if he's still making, he's still making those claims, he, he obviously lost the election. He's not the president anymore. Right. (laughs) Mm. Um, and, and it's, it's done. Um, and the, I, do I know if there was some sort, I have no idea if there was some sort of fraud, but I'll never know. And I've said, okay, fine. I'll never know, you know, so move on. Biden's but you president. know, you, when we talked about this, I think in, in de- December, maybe we talked about it and you said, well, let him go to the courts and we'll trust in the system and the courts will say what actually happened. And the courts, you know, what was it like 35 actions and 34 have shown no, that there was nothing wrong with the election. Do you? Yeah. And, yeah. And- I trust the courts. I, I, I'm good with that. Okay. When I say I'll never know, I, I, I just am saying I suspect that there probably was something. Was it enough to like change the outcome? Probably not. Okay. Right. Given but, American elections, we know there was voter fraud. There yeah, always there, there was. Right. But probably um, not enough to change the outcome. Exactly. So now let's let's broaden that out to not just Tony. I know a lot of people who are still like Trump's going to still be president. Oh, the, really? you know, like they well, think I that the truth will be that. That's that's Q uh, and uh, on level conspiracy, right? Like there's uh, going to be this thing that's going to happen and make him president again. I won't say it. Uh, conspiracy. I don't like that because these people uh, again. I don't know. <laughs> they're normal the, people, the type, is what you're trying to say. They're like normal they're, people. They're your friends yes, and your are. peers. They go and, to yeah. book clubs, and they, you know, I mean, they're they're just people, and they have an idea in their head, and it's based exactly. on some reasons that they have, you know. And and they're misguided. That that's yeah. the thing. And and they're but Alex, thank you for saying normal because that is the exact word. They are normal people that you would meet every day in your life, and you would have a conversation with them and you would think that is that is the nicest lady I have ever met. I'm thinking of one in particular. She is just the sweetest lady. She she's kind and wonderful and then she as long as she doesn't get into, you know, Trump actually won the election and he's going to be the president. They're going to kick Joe Biden out and he's going to be the president. You know, as long as she doesn't get into that, it's it's perfectly fine. Mm. Uh, but there's you know, we stuff. all have some things like that. That's the yeah. thing I think a lot of people <laughs> overlook is like all of us have one thing where if we start talking on that topic, it is just an absolute nightmare and everyone wants to leave. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know about Patrick, but you and I probably would too. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Thanks. I, I was going to say it myself, but you, you got it. He, he does have a podcast. Uh, that so is, there is that. an issue. Um, um, but 
you know, so there are those people out there. Um, but I, I've accepted it at now January 6th. There's a lot of people. And I, I will say a lot in this circumstance that see what happened as a protest that got out of hand. That's that's what they see it as. Mm. Um, I don't see it. As, I certainly don't see it as a as an attempted coup. I don't see it as. You know, they they got into the Capitol building. They they waltzed into the Capitol building is a is a pretty good way of saying that that you know they didn't burn the place down. Um, there there were injuries, but it, it, it to me, I, I kind of agree with the idea that it was a, a protest that got out of hand. Having said that, it was a protest that should not have happened. I, I didn't like it. I wasn't in favor of it. I didn't think that they should go and march on the Capitol to, I don't know what the, I don't believe the intent was to to violently overthrow the government and keep Trump in. I I but I also told you guys, and I will, I will own this, that I thought, and I still think the majority probably are on my, on the same line line of thinking. But I thought that people wouldn't support Trump if he lost, and obviously I was wrong. Mm. Um, but I, I definitely was not in agreement with that action, even a protest to to pro now you know you're french you guys love protest anyway <laughs> but um even a protest of that sort to kind of say trump is our president i i wasn't in favor of that mm. um and and to wrap up your questions on how are things under the biden administration as as i predicted i was right on this one my life is exactly the same as it was before <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I guess that is that is a, a fair assessment, I'm sure, for most people. Um, although yep. there there have been some interesting moves, um, you know, it happens I, at, at a higher yeah. level, and and things change slowly but but surely. I, and we're not here to discuss this. But about the the the, the January six, I have to say, I have been. I, I don't want to say supportive of Trump. Certainly I wasn't. I thought he was very misguided and, and very damaging to democracy. But I think there was a clear, at least for me, um, going too far. He's gone too far many times, but this one was really too far. And his encouraging of that riot, because he did encourage it. You know, it's like, what's the yeah. the term, the dog whistling or the what's, I can't remember. Like, he, he didn't outright say, go to the Capitol and, and break stuff and possibly injure some elected officials. But he kind of hinted at protest and marching on, on Washington and stuff like that. I'm convinced that if he hadn't done these things, there wouldn't have been a riot. So that also... And yeah, go Can ahead, I Alex. say that that most that that he lost many supporters when he did that? At mm -hmm. least in my circles, um, you know the, the, the did people, he in your circles, Tony? Just sorry, just to to clarify that that point, did he go too far sure. um, in in you know some of your circles people's opinions, or was it still like ah oh, you know? He's did he just, lose any support? Yeah, uh, he lost some. He me. Uh, I, of course, you know, I've, I've never been like Trump is my guy. Uh, you know, I, I try to be supportive, but you know that I didn't support him in our primaries and I didn't like some of the things he did. Um, 
but I, I certainly, you know, there are still a faction of people who are like Trump 20, mm-hmm. 2024. Right. And mm-hmm. I am not, <laughs> I, I'm not that guy. Um, yeah. And there, and I, it's not just me. There are other people who have pulled back support as a result of this. Um, but there definitely are still people who support him mm-hmm. and want him and to wonder, run again. I wonder what, what the dividing line is because I know that around here, a lot of the, the, the dividing line among Republicans and Democrats is very much like there's, there's law and order and, and the Republicans here are very big about law and order. And it's, it's very important to them that there is a lot of security in the nation, that the crime stays low, that kind of thing. And that's where I know he lost a lot of support in these circles. Um, and, and there's also, uh, you know, fiscal, fiscal more like tax low taxes but also fiscal responsibility uh, that used to be a part anyway and uh he lost a lot of circles at least in the fiscal responsibility by spending so much damn money <laughs> in mm. the four years that he was in office okay all right so let's go back to to alex and the mood and ambiance around you know the the election sure. and the inauguration so it's interesting. Uh, Tony said his life hasn't changed at all. Um, I I have to uh, admit that my life got better when Biden got in office. Um, in, just in that, like the, for instance, the PPP, right? The prior rendition of the Paycheck Protection Program is what it was called, and it was the American version version of. Um, hey, we want businesses to be able to survive even though we're shutting stuff down. Um, under Trump's administration, and really this is probably more about the Senate but or the Congress, but under Trump's administration, that really was made for Walmart. <laughs> I mean, it was just it, when you looked at the legislation, it was a it was a, a gift to, you know, bigger, more established businesses and small businesses. That's a thing really that was put in SOL. place. That's a, a thing that was put in place during the pandemic to help businesses stay afloat. Correct. That's right. That's okay. right. right. And under under the under the the legislation that came out shortly after Biden took office um, and some of the adjustments that he made to that program. Um, I was able to apply for it and actually get a forgivable loan that allowed me to hire someone um, mm-hmm. to take over some of the hours while I have my kid at home. So, you know, it's the, the it really did affect my life in a big way. Um, and I did want to say that just in the interest of bipartisanship. And I guess that's the biggest thing that's changed in, in this, you know, first year is that because the Republicans have such, or the Democrats have such a small minor, a small majority, and the Republicans are one seat away from blocking anything, so that you know Joe Manchin or someone else can just come in and say, "Hey, no, we're not doing that." Um, I have seen an uptick in bipartisan relations, at least in you know in how they deal in Washington, but also in like what the policy is coming down that affects us. Mm. Um, can I can oh, I ahead. say one thing about about the PPP? Just because uh, I am a banker, <laughs> and sure. um, a lot of the a lot of the PPP uh, issues were were from the banks. Um, you know, I don't know I don't know the details of your individual uh, circumstances, but 
you know, uh, a lot of the big banks wouldn't do PPP loans to people that didn't already bank with them. Uh, so people had to yep. kind of go to other banks. Like our bank is not a, a big bank. We're a billion dollar bank. We're, we're what's considered still a community bank in the United States. And we did PPP loans to customers and non-customers, uh, mainly small businesses. So, so I actually have a lot of direct contact with, with it because I work with our small businesses on a daily basis. So uh, I, I would say, you know, it may be, I, I don't, I wasn't aware that Biden actually made changes to the, the PPP uh, setup, but it also could have been just more. Well, the, the requirement was that he changed was the, and you, you might be able to enlighten me on this. Cause I'm, again, I'm just a coach, you know, I'm <laughs> super low, low um, level here. But uh, the, the thing that allowed me to actually apply for it was twofold. Number one, he reduced the amount of paperwork that I had to put on the application because I don't have paperwork because I'm a one man show. Right. And I just, mm -hmm. and then he reduced the timeline that you needed in order to apply for it such that if you started in 2020 before the pandemic happened, like I started in January, if you started at that in that time scale, you could still apply for it and actually get funds. Um, and those are the two things that were blocking me. I know of other small businesses that had similar problems with just paperwork, right? Like they just, you know, uh, one man shows don't, aren't, aren't really great at keeping all the paperwork on file and, and in the right place and all that kind of stuff. So it, it need, was really hard for us to manage. I need two accountants yes. now because I'm in France and Finland, right. Yes. So. <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay. It's, so let's, it's horrific. Go ahead, Tony. And then we'll go back to, you know, the, the transition. No, totally. I, I actually don't have any expertise on the level of like what paperwork is required. Um, if he reduced paperwork, great. Um, I, I don't. I suspect that Donald Trump had very little input on what paperwork was. You're involved. right. It was probably the con <laughs> and that's what I said. It, it was probably the Congress, and God knows that Nancy Pelosi signed off on that. And really, the House of Representatives didn't even sign off on it. So, you know, I don't know how much that that was Trump's fault. Yeah. Um, all right. So uh, the the transition period. Alex, for uh, Tony or me? No, no, Alex. Alex, we already had oh, sure. uh, Tony's. Uh, yeah. You're talking about January sixth. Yeah, January sixth, and and the general Trump attitude around it. Um, and I and gotta how you... say, Patrick, we don't really talk about Trump anymore here. I'm, and it's mm. it's really strange, but I I don't hear you know people talk about Ron DeSantis a lot. People come you know I mean we we're all complaining about Washington because that's a, that's like a national sport at this point. <laughs> but um, it, it's it's not really um, Trump focused. He's he's lost not only like support, but he's lost presence mm. uh, in these circles. Um, I'm sure I guess that the ban some from of my social clients media are, has something to do with it as well. Well, yeah, but I don't think none of my clients are, you know, I, I, I train a bunch of 15, 60 year olds. They're, they're not on, you know, Twitter mm. and Instagram and shit like that anyway. But, um, yeah, it, it, it I, I'm sure a couple of my clients might, might've subscribed to his newsletter. I know I, I heard about a couple who just, you know, unsubbed because he was pushing the same stuff over and over again. Mm. And quite frankly, I think I said this before, a lot of my clients 
were in support of Trump because he was a good Republican president and he pushed mm-hmm. a lot of Republican legislation through office that supported Republican values and they didn't listen to him. They you know most of my clients didn't pay attention when he was on the news, didn't really pay attention when he was on the campaign trail. They pressed the red button instead of the blue button, and they enjoyed the fact that they got tax cuts. They enjoyed the fact that they got Republican gov- or, uh, judges. That was pretty much it. Hmm. So, but what about the, I mean, certainly the riots did get some, you know. Yeah, like I said, that, that again, these people are very law and order um, oh, right, Republicans. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. So the, that that was a big dividing line of this is no, he is no longer supporting the values that we that we hold most dear, which is that crime stays low and law is respected. Mm-hmm. I see. All right. So that was when he lost support in your community. Um, yeah, that's when that's when, you know, people who who would have just said, oh, it's just CNN. When that was when that was on the news and there were people in the Capitol building ransacking it, that was a big wake up call for a lot of people who mm-hmm. I know. Um, and, and until then, you know, a lot of people meet myself included. And um, I know, Tony, you, you had mentioned something like this as well. They you know, there was this there was this sort of um, guiding idiom that or truism that Republicans don't riot. Right. And uh, it's not necessarily true historically, but that was that was what was what was said. And, and I think it was really believed until that point. Um, and it really was a wake up call for a lot of us, um, mm. myself included, certainly. Interesting. You know, it's I now believe that he would have gone like if there was a way, a crack he could have exploited to actually cause enough mess for like if the the vote had been less uh clear because it was it was very difficult to, to it was very contest, quick. right it was, it was it was the same margin by which he had run by which he had yeah. won if not more it was yeah no. and there were as you said you know some states had well anyway <clears throat> but i'm convinced that now that he would have gone all the way if he could have like i think he's he 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 doesn't care well he just trump's an authoritarian care. so yeah. that's no. what authoritarian no but you know i think do. But I, I thought for the longest time, you know, he's more of a clown than an actual, like, danger to uh, uh, democracy. But after yeah. what happened around the election, I think I, I don't, I no longer, like, I no longer believe that anymore. I think if there was a way, he would have done it. But imagine, my point wasn't this. My point was, imagine if he hadn't gone off the rails at that point. He would have kept, I think, a lot of that support. He might have been a little bit too old to uh, uh, do something serious in 2024. Maybe he still will. God knows he's well, fundraising a lot. Yeah. Um, but he, he would have had a lot of... I think now a lot of people are going to say, okay, listen, go, just be quiet. Uh, but and if he, he could have been a kingmaker. He could have yeah. dictated... Repub- At the very least. Yeah. And he still does dictate a lot of uh, Republican yeah, so- sort of... like view but that's that's another thing that i'm hearing and that i don't know how uh true it is um that the 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 fact that he still commands a lot of the party's base and uh attention and that there aren't any credible alternatives not to the uh presidency in 2024 but at the very least as the leadership position the leadership voice 
uh, in the Republican Party and that he is still that unavoidable presence in the party, even after all of this. And uh, I guess that's the last question I'm going to ask you guys. Does it feel that way um, for you or do you think this is because, you know, things are still getting sorted out after the election of Biden? Tony, what do you think? Is is he still Trump specifically, this this um, figure that counts in the political landscape on the Republican side? Absolutely. And I, I don't like that, <laughs> uh, but I think we're early enough in in the biden administration for him to still have that that power the i hope the further we get from trump being in office the less his sway will hold over and and it's it's not what he has over the the politicians it's it's the support he has from the base that the politicians then realize they can't distance themselves too much from trump because right. then they make their base mad. But exactly. I, I'm hoping the farther he gets from being in office, the less support he'll have among the base. And we can get a new guy, Alex mentioned DeSantis, who has, you know, it were so early that that could fizzle out in the next six months. But DeSantis is kind of on the rise. Um, my worst case scenario is and I know Patrick, you mentioned how old he'll be, but I don't think there will be certain people that care about that. Is that we have a primary that somehow, like the previous one, he squeaks through, and then the question then you'll have to start asking about who people support because mm. it's easy to not support the president who just got beat, right. but when it comes down to are you going to support that guy who you didn't like? two years ago, or, you know, uh, Biden, if he's running again, or Harris, if Biden decides he's only going to do one term, or somebody else who you don't like, then, then the question becomes murky. And then is where we get into, like I said, my worst case scenario, where he managed, manages to sneak through the primaries mm -hmm. again. Right, I, I can guess that if it comes down to Trump, versus Biden of Harris, it would be a very tall order for you to vote <laughs> Democrat. Um, and you seem you to be saying that... You could have just put a period after the word vote, Patrick. It would right, be a right. very tall yeah, order right. exactly. vote. Yeah, okay. People <laughs> yeah. would stay home. A right. lot yeah. of people would just mm. stay home. Mm. What about you, Alex? How, how does it feel in your community? Like, how, what's the image, I guess, or the presence of, of President Trump? Yeah, again, he's not, he's really not um, as big here. It, it, it's, it's, there's a lot of um, mixed emotions in Georgia specifically because he came after our governor, and Governor Kemp is widely liked among rank and file GOP members. Uh, he is obviously not liked among Trumpists because he affirmed. And he confirmed the the election results with mm. Biden winning by eleven thousand votes, um, and that this is the state that Trump has specifically uh, said this is the state where the voter fraud happened that lost him the election. Now mm. that's obviously like a untrue and b untrue again, but um, he came after Kemp, and Kemp is Kemp guided us through the pandemic. He made sure we didn't have a bunch of lockdowns that a bunch of other states did. 
you know, he was he was uh, lambasted by uh, the left because because he didn't lock down because we didn't have a lot of those those restrictions. But our economy stayed fairly strong. Um, and, you know, for instance, I was able to, to keep my business open. So, uh, you know, the, the, there's a lot of emotion there that makes it so that Donald Trump is not really the, the guy that these mm. people want to vote for. And I think like Tony, if he squeaks through a primary, um, it, it, there will be a lot of people who don't vote. Right. I see. It's, I, I just want to mention for people who might not be in the U.S., um, certainly the economy is important everywhere. And there were discussions about, you know, oh, do you want to, do you think about the money and not the people? But of course the economy just leads to tragedy as well, maybe in a different way. And if you think that you can manage uh, the, the, the pandemic, you, you have to ride that limit everywhere. But right. in the U.S. especially, because you don't have... If we're going to talk about cost-benefit analysis yeah, exactly. of a <laughs> yes. vaccine, that's then a we've one. got to talk about cost-benefit analysis of a lockdown. Exactly. You know, just... and, but, but even more in the U.S., because you don't have the safety nets that we have here uh, actually throwing the economy in a tailspin uh, by doing excessive lockdowns means that there are very serious and real consequences for, for people who lose their jobs or businesses. Because here... You always have, you know, some measure of unemployment benefit. You have a, a healthcare system that takes care of you no matter what, et cetera, et cetera. In the U.S., it's a very serious problem if you lose your job. I would argue that so. it's even deeper than that because mm -hmm. the last time, if you remember, that our economy went in the tank, it was a global tailspin that probably right. had millions of deaths attributed to it. Yeah. I mean, there there are reports, and you know, I don't, I can't speak to the legitimacy of this. I would have to do more research, but at least I have heard that uh, global hunger is on the rise again, and it is in some part attributed to the economic effects of COVID nineteen. Now, I'm not saying that that should equate, hey, we shouldn't have done the lockdowns, but it's something that you have to take on level and say, okay, what is really the best thing for policy going forward? Is you know because these economic problems do have serious health and death impacts into yeah. on the global uh, state of things. I think the solution would be to finally get the U.S. on that you know healthcare issue on the level of every other Western country, uh, but that's a different different conversation altogether. Um, all right, I think we've kind of covered uh, most of it. Is there? Anything you guys want to add before we close off the show? Um, Alex, anything you want to add? I will do Tony first. All right. Tony, this is your chance to say anything you want to the oh, dozens anything. of listeners of the Phyllis Club. Oh, come on now. You know it's at least uh, 100. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but maybe maybe not after today. No. Um, <laughs> I uh, So just my, my thing that I would wrap up with is I kind of took a bit of a step back from politics. And, and I know there will be some people that kind of see sore loser in me. You know, my guy was out. But honestly, I, I took a step back from it even before the election. I just kind of removed myself from the daily bombard bombardment of partisan politics. And I feel great. I still get some of it. I still see things but I am not bombarding myself with it quite as much. I unfollowed some people on Twitter. I unfollowed some 
some left people. I unfollowed some right people. I don't see nearly the kind of tweets that, you know, Patrick and I, you, we've talked about Ben Shapiro. I don't listen to his podcast anymore. And I, I still feel engaged enough to have a conversation on the Phileas Club. Thank goodness, because I would have really felt bad if I came in and didn't know anything <laughs> that was going on in the world. But I feel fantastic. It's wonderful. And uh, maybe that's the wrong thing to say on a world politics podcast, but it's been amazing. <laughs> oh, I think I think there's that there's a lot of validity to what you're saying, because what you're what you're getting when you are constantly following and reading and, and watching and being bombarded by isn't the essential stuff is the repetition of the minutiae and the frustrating, like clickbaity and raging aspects of all of it. And I, I agree. I think that's a superfluous, uh, like it's, I don't think in most cases, maybe I'm wrong, but I don't think your knowledge of situations is improved by those. You know, it's not, except maybe if there are some very specific topics that you need to dive into to make a decision. But the ultimate goal of our democratic life and the necessity for citizens, I think, is to make a somewhat informed decision when it comes time to vote, right? And, and I don't think you need the 15,000 angry tweets that are going to yell at you every time you open the app on your phone in order to to do that. Or even, you know, the, the hours of punditry on you know 24 hours news channels uh to do that i think if you follow the news on a semi-regular basis and and read reputable sources on the web you know so anyway i'm basically saying yes tony i think that's the <laughs> right way to go yeah the key is the angry tweets you know get yeah. i i kind of got rid distance myself from the negativity Uh, not that there's a lot of positivity in politics, but I just just kind of got out of the the negative and uh, kind of focused on the positive in my life, especially in my actual life and not through a computer screen. <laughs> well, I, that those are words that I think are are hopeful and very nice to hear. So, um, thanks, Tony. What about you, Alex? Last words. Yeah, and. Um... I would love to just echo Tony and uh, say that for 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 two wit, uh, if you do want something that gives you just like the news and gives you a little bit of like, hey, here's the bias on this, um, the Ground News app has been helping me keep my mental sanity for uh, a couple months now. It's an awesome app. It tells you like what bias is coming from where, and um, it gives you a much more like balanced perspective of what is actually happening locally and abroad. Um, ground news I think what, what is the it's a website news. and an app okay so wait yep. so what's the, the i would highly recommend it the point of the app is to i don't the, the app sure. so so basically the app populates uh the same story from multiple different sources it mm. pulls pulls the same story being covered by as many sources as as it can find And then it ranks the sources based on their general coverage. So are they a little left-leaning? Are they a little right-leaning? Are they center? That kind of thing. So obviously CNN would be more left-leaning. Fox News would be more right-leaning. And AP would be kind of center. Um, and it, it gives you the headlines from all of them. And you're able to, to choose you know, which rendition you're, you're reading from. That kind of thing. And what is the uh, where does it come from? Is it? funded by who what's the it seems like a, it's a, a fantastic company. it's a company but try who, check it out yeah yeah i'll i'll, I think, I'll look at I, it so yeah definitely check it out yeah there but, seems um, to be i just some... wanted to go ahead 
No, I, I'm I'm wondering um, because, of course, the the funding of this and the the angle with which it is designed. If the angle is to be uh, uh, neutral or as neutral as possible, of course, then I'm sure it can be a very valuable source. As if it's slanted to begin with in, in one way or totally. the other, but it seems like it's being, uh, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's a company, recommended. So it's not. It doesn't seem to take exterior funding. Yeah. Um, I haven't. I haven't looked into their books. Of course, it's a private company, yeah. but. Um, yeah, it does not seem to take exterior okay. funding. I paid uh, the premium. It's like 30 bucks a year or something like that. And that allows you to get certain features. But um, just yeah. the base app is really, really valuable. Very focused on the U.S., obviously, but uh, it seems like an interesting... No, uh, I would it say it's, it's, very, it's very global. Um, they, they, you, can, you can choose either way. But I didn't want to end on that, if that's okay. Sure, sure. Um, I, I just wanted I wanted to end by saying to to what Tony has been saying or echo what Tony has been saying in that a conservatives, the people who you're talking about, who even the people who are anti-vaxxers, those two are not the same thing. But that all of these people are compassionate, kind human human beings. And I think if we can just find that compassion in ourselves and find courage to talk to people who we disagree with. All of this gets better. The more we can do that, all of this gets better. Even if Trump gets elected, no matter what happens, if we can do that, it gets better. Um, I think a part of it is to distance yourself as well from those enraged uh, people who want to... They're not actually even enraged. They're, they want to enrage you, is the thing. And uh, yeah, I agree. I think that's kind of what we try to do here, so... Um, that's exactly yeah. it yeah all right thank you very much to both of you before we leave uh let us know if uh we can find you somewhere on the internet tony i know you still use twitter mostly to tweet about basketball nowadays <laughs> well the basketball will end in the next week or so because the nba finals will be over but yes you can find me at tony's daily on twitter and uh i go through my ups and downs on usage but basketball uh, funny things uh, and some little bit of politics maybe uh, could pop up from time to time the link will be in the show notes what about you alex yeah you can find me um i have a token president presence on instagram and on facebook at stronger now jim um and uh, I might have some new stuff coming down the line uh, as far as content for how to get stronger and how to exercise no matter where you're starting. Um, but basically, I run a gym in uh, North Atlanta. If you're in the area, please come by. I focus primarily on uh, older individuals, also medically fragile individuals who might be suffering from cystic fibrosis or some other chronic disease like Parkinson's syndrome. But um, also, if you've just got undergone some kind of uh, hard treatment like chemotherapy, uh, we can get you stronger. And in being stronger, you will find more freedom. Excellent. That sounds like uh, uh, something that some people might need. Um, I'm not quite elderly or in those uh, situations, but <laughs> I can think of, uh, uh, you know, ways in which that would help me as well. <laughs> It, uh, at, at risk of sounding like a zealot, uh, 
it is the strength training is the only thing you can do for three hours a day, three hours a week that changes every aspect of your life. We talked about it a while back. We really have, I, I have to talk to you and see how to, you know, uh, get some of that going. So maybe we'll do that. I'd love to point. help. <laughs> All right. I am not Patrick on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. You can find uh, this show. Well, you're listening to it, too, so whatever. But I am not Patrick everywhere. And of course, you can support the show if you also think that it is important to talk to humans and not just labels, then uh, you might want to support the show on Patreon. It's patreon.com slash the Phileas Club. And that is the way the show is supported. So I know that we're not in the middle of, you know, the, the great angry battle between the parties anymore. And that uh, I, that's actually a good thing. And we get a little bit more of a quieter quieter discussions and and hopefully more uh diverse opinions again and not just talk about trump all the time um but and and maybe some people are not willing to uh support these kinds of efforts as much because it's not as uh important or doesn't feel as present but you know it's still something that i think is important over the long run so i'm going to try to keep doing the show and if you like it please consider supporting it at patreon.com slash the phileas club the link will also be in the show notes. Thank you so much to Tony and Alex. Thank you so much to you for listening. And we'll be back in a few weeks. Bye. Shopify helps you sell at every stage of your business. Like that, let's put it online and see what happens stage. And the site is live. That we opened a store and need a fast checkout stage. Thanks, you're all set. That count it up and ship it around the globe stage. This one's going to Thailand. And that, wait, did we just hit a million orders stage? Whatever your stage, businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for your $1 a month trial at shopify.com slash listen.